The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Cast It Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, Don. Hello, everyone. We back. Yeah, we are. It is G1 season, so we have come to give everybody their reviews of nights one and two of the... Uh, most famous wrestling tournament and all of pro wrestling, the G1 Climax. Uh, so we're here via the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, any podcast app. All you have to have to do is search for Cast of Strong Style. All right, Mr. Anwar Starwin. So it's that time of the year. First and foremost, though, we'll catch some people up. Um, Tanahashi has captured the United States title. Uh, Robbie Eagles defended that uh, junior title that he won from Desperado. We have new junior tag team champions and uh, El Despi and uh, Kanamaru got the titles back from uh, your favorite El Fantasmo and Taji Shimori. Um, we had a successful title defense by Shingo. Uh, in the Grand Slam as well versus Evil. So those are the major events that have uh, happened in the uh, Grand Slam event that took place before the G1 started. Uh, anything special to you come out of those uh, Grand Slam two nights? Mm, from like my memory, I remember like Robbie and Roma being pretty good and also um, Bushi looked pretty good in his comeback. He they, he was very um emotional about his return, as was Tanahashi, because that I guess I guess he had like I guess Bushi had a real tough time with pneumonia. If you've never had if you've never had pneumonia, I'll tell you that shit ain't good. So it's really bad. So yeah, I I, I could understand him and feel him on that. So it's it was great to see him come back and have a really good match with Tanahashi. Tanahashi got the win, so that was dope. Like Hiromu coming back, but not beating Robbie is good. So it gives him something like to push for in winning the um best of Super Juniors and, and like whenever that happens during the fall. So some good things came out of it. So I enjoyed the show. Yeah. So yep. All right. So now that brings us to. The G1, so the blocks, we have Kota Bushi, Yujiro, the Great Okan, Tangaloa, uh, Yano, Kenta, Naito, and Zack Sabre Jr., Tamahiro Ishii, and Shingo Takagi are your A block. In your B block, you have Evil, Yoshihashi, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb, Tamatanga, Sanada, Goto, Taichi, Okada, and Tanahashi in the in the B block. So night one, A block action. Kota Ibushi, in his uh, per usual spot the last couple of years, gets upset this time by Yujiro. Um, there is a 
distraction by Peter and that allowed Yujiro to hit the implant DDT and get the win over Kota Ibushi. I forgot the name of the new move that like Yujiro used, but it's a pretty cool name. <laughs> but yeah, that new finisher like was a nice like addition because he went for his regular pimp juice and that shit like Ibushi kicked out. So you know, it was a good opening match, and it, I mean, if Yujiro is gonna have prominence in the House of Torture, he needs to um he needs to be elevated like. So that is another thing that happened. Shows part of our House of Torture now. So. Yeah, yeah, we did have the 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 unfortunate heel turn and the breakup of Rapungi 3K as Show has joined the Dark Side and the Bullet Club and the new subset of the Bullet Club. Um, yeah, so that happened as well. Uh, how do you how do you like his? Uh, have you, I know you usually don't do the opening matches, but did you watch the ones he's had with the young boys the last two nights? Man, I, I'm like I'm a show guy, but it's just like when it gets to G1 season, I don't really fuck with them opening matches too much. It's, right. I need to go back and watch like the the first like tour with the young dudes i will watch their matches eventually i just like you want just too many matches so i was like if i got if i cut out something i'm gonna usually cut out that opening match right so i have no idea how this match has been with them but yeah okay i watched the first one on night a uh you know he he got the the all black gear and you know he's trying not to do as many of his cool moves as uh, as he used to, so you know it's still a work in progress. You know he's still got to kind of ease into this heel life, but uh, I think he he'll eventually get there and turn out to be a pretty good heel. His like like his opening video that's just fire. He's just a remix of his previous intro song, and I like how initially it happened. He showed like continue or whatever on like 3K, and he was like nah and. Yeah, the video. <laughs> but yeah, back, back to the match. Yeah, Bushi and Yujiro had a really dope interest match, intro match, and you know it was kind of surprising. Bushi lost. I got spoiled on that resort, spoiled on that resort, so I didn't. I already knew, but I still, it was cool to see how it happened. So you know, hey man, I mean, Yujiro need wins to be taken seriously. This is true. This is true. Next up, the Great Okan took on Tangaloa. Tonga almost picked up a win with the power bomb before the great Okan cut him off at the pass and hit him with the eliminator and picked up the win in his first G1 match. Um, I mean, it had a lot of interference, but, you know, for great Okan to overcome all that nonsense and still win in his debut, but like both of their G1 like debuts, was pretty good, you know? I like the information that Kevin gave about like Tonga's like educational pass or whatnot. And you know, Jay Jado is just looking <laughs> looking like how he used to back in the day, but even bigger. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's super. He's even more swollen than he was at the beginning of the pandemic last year. It's crazy because, like, damn, he he got really big, but you know, I guess he just got tired of how he looked and he put some work in. So you know, that's what happened. That that goes to show y'all, y'all. You think you can't get bigger or like tone down just? You know, take some time, cut out some stuff, and just put that work in. It'll work out. It's kind of like like how Jade told us. It's like, you know, Jade R R Jade basically said like part of like like working out and is is making it like a routine where it's not a hassle. 
it's just a part of your part of the thing that you do on a daily basis or whatever. Right. And I was like, damn, that's I was like, damn, that's smart, Jay. <laughs> but yeah, she's right. So if you just put that work in, it'll pay off eventually. Granted, if you're older, it's gonna probably take a little bit longer, but you'll get there. That's right. That's right. Um, time for the comedy matchup of the evening, as Yano took on Kenta. Uh, Kenta, uh, at the beginning of the match, they do the referee check spot, and the referee finds tape on Yano. Uh, then he goes and checks Kenta and happens to find tape on him as well. Well, Kenta finds even more tape. He had some tape, like, hidden out in the in the, uh, in the the arena. And he hogties Yano at ringside. Then he threw him under the ring. Uh, the ref got knocked down on a ref bump, so he woke, wakes up the ref, gets the ref up in the ring, and the ref starts to count Yano out. Well, Yano comes out of the ring on the other side, creeps in behind Kenta, hits him with the low blow and the roll up. That gets a near fall. Then he hits a mule kick and an inside cradle, and that is enough to get the pin and the win over Kenta. Dog, like, you know Yano was on my list of motherfuckers I'm not really trying to watch, I even know. though I am a Yano person. I know. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Kenta person too, so I just want to see how they would how the shit would play out. I wasn't watching intently, but I was watching passively. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is this is good, man. It was, it was, it was alright for what it was. I'm like, anytime Kenny can get paid, have fun, and not take a lot of damage in a match, that's fine with me. Shit. So, you know, this ain't, this ain't a match I'm going to recommend and say y'all got to see. I'm just saying, if you want like a little laugh or be like, this is a break to go do something while it's on. You can do it during this match, so you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Right, right. Uh, I always enjoy Yano in the G One. Yeah, you know his matches are usually going to be pretty short, uh, so you know you don't have to get buckled and hunkled, hunkered down for a long, extensive match. And most of the time, it's going to be pretty fun with a lot of shenanigans. So I enjoy Yano a lot in the G One. Next up. One of my favorite matchups, Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. The Zack driver was turned into a nasty reverse DDT. From there, Zack Sabre Jr. returned with the mashup of Deathlock and and Octopus Stretch. Uh, Of course, you know, Zack is always switching in between different variations of the hole. Well, Naito eventually has to submit. After the match, commentary is noting that uh, Naito's knee took a lot of damage in that match and he was uh you know favoring the knee on his way out as the young boys helped him uh, to the back after the match and then the next or what was that monday it was announced that naito has suffered uh damage to his meniscus and mcl and he is out of the g1 tournament and all his matches going forward have been forfeited the match in itself was very, really well, and uh, the, the selling really stood out. And the leg work exactly with it was great too. So even Zach looked a little bit bigger, if you noticed. Mm-hmm. So I, was like, I don't know how he did it because it's like that vegan life ain't really the, the best one for like putting on match. Whatever he did, it kind of worked out, and you know, it sucked to hear about Naito being out because I was looking forward to a lot of other matches of him in this G1 and potentially winning the block and even winning the tournament. So yeah. it's it's really rough as a fan for him and like Lij. But maybe maybe him getting a little time break, like however long this this injury break is, it gives him time to heal up because he 
gives his all and gives his body for this business and company. So, I mean, he's still going to have some type of help doing stuff, maybe creatively, stuff we don't see. But, you know, it just it sucks for the tournament. It fuck, sucks as a fan. Sucks as an LSL fan because we had all those months for Roman was gone. And then we had everybody back. And now fucking, like, Nitro's out. So that, that was a blow. But, you know, rest is good for rest. Rest is good, you know. Yeah, definitely give him a chance to not only heal his knee, but whatever other injuries that he's got that has been uh, ailing and nagging. Hopefully, he'll get a chance to get those uh, taken care of as well. Like you said, this 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 does a lot to deter from the tournament from a lot of the good matchups that we had. Uh, we were going to be looking forward to in this block. Also, I wonder how this affects the booking. You know. The, the grand scheme of things all laid out and now how they're going to have to do some changes and what's this going to do to... I think they had some things already... They had some things already in play just in case because of, you know, COVID. Right. They they set up a certain way. So if someone or a couple people had to, like, flip out, like, they would be able to ship someone. So it's going to be interesting to see who's the hottest person on this block going forward. So mm-hmm. they got options. I mean, there's some good people in that box still, so, you know, we'll see. Right. Now for the main event of night one in the A block, we had Tomohiro Ishii taking on the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi. Uh, Shingo fires up, but Ishii chops him in the throat. The two men exchange headbutts with the big headbutts leading into the last of the dragon, and Shingo gets the win over Tomohiro Ishii. Um, you know, two Rams just running into each other, seeing who is going to take the first back step. And uh, Ishii does what he always does, man, deliver a great match. And Shingo is right there with him step for step. Yep, yep. And since it's been a little bit of time since their last match, it kind of made it made it more fresh. It's when you don't bang people over there with the same matchup, it gives it time for people to miss it and maybe forget certain things and be like surprised seeing it again, you know? Right, right, definitely. I wish I wish companies would not just burn like run a feud into the ground. Like you can you can do multiple things. It's all about your own creativity. And if you if you feel around then you have a chance to elevate other people instead of just running the same matches back and forth. Which the people eventually get tired of watching and be like, Okay, nothing Tap me on the head for the 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 main important match because I ain't watching this shit. New Japan is still an arena company. They mm-hmm. they still put their biggest matches in their biggest arenas, whereas in America, wrestling has come become more of a TV show. So they put more of those repetitive matches on TV just because that's where their audience and where their business is now basically, you know, done at. And I think that's the main difference of why these matches can get so many, you know, a year or two, eight months, six months in between the matchups and keep them fresh that way. That too, but also the the, the talent of like the, the people on in those companies as well. Because we say it's a North American thing, but even in AEW, they don't be running matches in the ground either. So it's a very specific thing between one company. Very they good. did a they, they did a research like I know people who done research on like certain matchups, and you'd be surprised. Certain like that company has so many fucking repeat matches. It's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah, AJ Styles and Randy Orton is becoming one of those just because they know it's a go-to match that they can get 20, 15 minutes of TV time out of. And for the most part, people would enjoy it. And, you know, they just know they can go to it whenever they need it. And they go to it a lot. So that brings us up to night two, B-Block action, where we have Evil taking on Yoshihashi. Of course, Dick Togo was here to distract Yoshihashi when he had the match won. A low blow from Evil as the ref's back was turned follow. That is followed up by everything is Evil, and Yoshihashi succumbs to the heel tactics of Dick Togo and Evil. Did you hear about how, like, um, Dick Togo was trying to, like, push for Evil to get back the title versus Shingo? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all get why he did it, because if you're with the main person being booked, then that creates, gives you more even, like, leverage and also potentially gets you more, you know, money. Because, you know, if, if you constantly being seen, you know, you might get some extra, like, um... Spoiler club shirt, so you know, <laughs> right? Or hockey, so everybody got agendas in life. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go that route. Um, as far as this match, you know, you know what the fuck you gonna get in in these evil matches, and that's not good or bad. It is just what it is based on what you feel about that type of wrestling. And I personally do not fucking like that type of wrestling. Part of the reason I. Some of us went to New Japan is that we want to watch less of that shit. So it's like every evil match, you go even depending on the level of his work in that match, you're gonna get this bullshit. So I, I just like I I just focused on what I like and I like the shit with like Yoshihashi and everything else. You know, I just enjoyed Yoshihashi's fire within it. And him trying to overcome all the nonsense. It didn't work out in his favor, but still, you know, that's what I left with in relation to that match. And Evil did look good at spots, but every time you go back to that formula, I'm just not going to be with it. I'm always going to favor the old Evil as far as wrestling style, even though he cheated. At least he cheated by himself. So, you know, it's, 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 it's rough for some people with Evil matches, man. It's because they don't even try to change it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the formula. This is the formula every time. It's like, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's like, you know, this is the recipe. We ain't changing it. So that brings us to Chase Owens versus Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb blocks an E-Strike, pulling Chase into a German suplex before the Tour of the Islands is blocked. And Enziguri lands from Chase Owens, who caught a super kick. Then Cobb picked him up coming off of the ropes for the tour of the island. Pin Chase Owens and Jeff Cobb is your winner. Did you expect that type of match from Chase? No, but you know what this reminded me of? Kind of when Heyman Page was in that Chase Owens spot. They kind of like the probably best wrestler of the, you know, but most underrated wrestler of the Bullet Club entries in the G1, and then he went on and had that fantastic tournament that really put him uh, you know, up a level in terms of people wanting to work with him. I think Chase Owens has that same opportunity here in this G1. Hmm. You know, you know you're right. Is it wrong that I feel that Jeff Cobb is one of the best wrestlers released this, this, in this year? 
based on his output in singles matches? No, Jeff Cobb has been fantastic in New Japan, man. He has definitely uh, found a home for him that um, you know was probably unlikely at the beginning of the year. I think a lot of people coming off of his Lucha Underground stuff and the things that he was doing on the independents figured that he would maybe position himself to be in AEW or maybe in NXT, but uh, he went to New Japan, and uh, they've taken a liking to him. He's gotten into this faction, turned himself heel uh, after last year's G1. And, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, you know, they're really heating him up to be, you know, a major player uh, in this year's tournament. Yeah, man, I, I, it, was a, it was a surprising match, and I, I enjoyed it. Now, for a match that I deemed the Spider-Man meme match, as we have Tamatanga taking on Sonata. Um, both of these guys, to me, have the same freaking build almost the same moveset and kind of the same attitude when it comes towards where I think they could be in wrestling. Like they just too cool. But if they really like want it to be the top of the card that they had the talent to be there, but do they really want to be there? It's kind of my outlook on both of those guys. Uh, Tamatanga tees up for the gun stun, but Sonata counters it in midair until the skull end. Tama slips out. So Sonata reapplies the hole, which almost leads to the stoppage. Sonata lets go so he can hit the moonsault, and Tama gets the knees up. And inside the cradle almost gets the win right there, but Tamatanga searched for the gunstun, let him get in caught in the O'Connor roll, and Sonata picked up the pin over Tamatanga. I'm going to go into this match as an LIJ fan. I feel the need to respond to that, that fascination of Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't ever bring Sonata down to the level of Tama. And no disrespect to Tama, you have some great points in what you said. But I've seen Sonata have bangers with a lot of different people in singles and tag titles. The main issue is he really knows he don't need to do that shit all the time, so he don't fucking do it. And I mean, a lot of people believe in that. Works like work hard, work hard, or work or work smart. And he's choosing to work smart because he know he don't need to do that shit and he can get away with it. It's that that's life. You you do what you can do. It's like I've seen Carlito do that shit. So wrestlers do that. So I mean, I would like to see him like put out all out effort on a consistent basis. But I mean, shit, you got to do what's best for you. Especially in that style of wrestling, you ain't trying to kill yourself all the time for like a house show. Nah, fuck that. So um. I'm like, I look at Tama, like, he has a lot of things that could be a top, like, guy, but the only thing that always held him back is his in-ring and his consistency, and it got to the point, that last G1 run just kind of turned me completely the fuck off of, like, any hope of him pulling that shit out, and even going to this tournament, I was like, man, I ain't trying to watch this nigga singles matches, and I fuck with Tama, I like him. I like how he stood up to the Bucks and all this their fuckery and, and Kenny and them when they was doing bullshit. He's he's a really good dude for that company. But I ain't gonna lie, I was like, man, singles, I was like, nah, I ain't really here for it. But you know what? I'm gonna give this man his due. He, he he came out, he showed out, and I mean that's part of life. You 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 give effort to match like good sometimes effort can even push you higher than you think you can, and you know, right. he really showed out. And so they, they, he, he could take some pride in what he did in his match because before the tournament, I was like, man, talk a little about the smoke this man and, and create that separation between who's be- the best in that, that tag team. 
if we keep this up in the tournament, we might throw that like throw that that hypothesis out. So you know, they had a they like Sonata and um Sonata and 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 uh and Tama have really great chemistry. They have like that counter defensive style of wrestling as well. So that complement each other. So you know, this this is a match. This was a good match, y'all. And I'm not a dude that'd be liking watching like Thomas singles match. So for me, giving it just roses, it's, it's worth looking at. If you're a Tama fan and certain like matches you haven't seen, I would say go back and watch uh, Abush, the match versus Abushi in I believe 2018, and in 2017 go back and watch the match versus Kenny. Those are Thomas best singles matches, in my opinion. This is this is in the strategy like. It's not quite that level, but this is this is like there too. This is like probably third best single match I've seen. So I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to do versus Okada and Tanahashi. Now, I got more interest in Tommy matches going forward in this tournament. That's good, man. I'm glad that you found some respect. I really like the way that this match uh, was 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 laid out. They kind of went real fast at the beginning did some really cool fast-paced spots um and then once tamatanga got the advantage he slowed it all the way down does that methodical style that he likes to wrestle and then once sonata started getting you know coming back you know the action started picking up a little bit more and tamatanga was trying to slow it back down so i really like the way that they did the contrast of the speeds and the styles in this particular match that gave us that good finish next up Goto taking on Taichi. Goto escapes a Black Mephisto and fires back with a headbutt. Taichi goes back to the choke as Go as Goto looked for the win. Taichi got a near fall with the running elbow and then he hit the Black Mephisto and got the win over Goto. Dude, this match was short, but it was fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Hard hitting. Very hard hitting, you know. It never, like, I never get tired of seeing Maho or Peter come back because you know I miss them. They bring something that normally ain't present in New Japan. So much props, and you know, Taichi starting well, and Goto just, hey man, when Goto had his tap on the shoulder, he can bring it too. So it was, a, it was a really cool, like semi main event. Then that lead us to the main event for night two, B-Block, Okada versus Tanahashi. First time since 2019. Uh, Tanahashi's German suplex takes us into the final two minutes, while the Dragon suplex barely gets a two count. They trade elbows, leaving both men rock, but it's Okada who pull free in the final 60 seconds. Okada hit the million-dollar dropkick, then he hit... It was it's usually a tombstone, but it was more like a Michinoku driver this time. Uh, then he hit the Rainmaker and he pinned Tanahashi with about 30 seconds left to go in the 30 minute time limit. Hey man, I like. I did not feel the time length of this match. <laughs> this, this is this, this is shit was almost 30 minutes, and I did not feel the time length of it at all. I was just into the match, and you know. Long matches with me is not my shit. You y'all know I do not love these long matches. Yeah, you weren't ever here for the Okada fifty-five minute title matches. Man, I just like well, depends on what Okada you getting. This is the Okada. This felt like Rainmaker Okada. He even brought back the fucking pose. Mm-hmm. 
that shit popped the crowd. You see that shit? Sort of came out. <laughs> so yeah, that, this match was awesome. These these two have a like well known rivalry, and it was cool to get to see it after two years. That's the beauty of these things. You save these matches, they come back around. They're fresher. So I mean, this is up. So I, I dug this match. Yeah, new twist, really dug. new twist on it with Tanahashi having the title, Okada not having the title. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, as it comes down to lately with Tanahashi, just how much damage can he take on those bad knees? And uh, that definitely played a factor here uh, coming down the stretch in this match as well. Like you said. He was trying to get that, get the hell out of that match. <laughs> and uh, like you said, Okada definitely uh, seemed to be motivated for this particular match in a way that we haven't seen him in quite a while. So uh, just props to Okada. I thought Okada's last two big high-profile profile matches, he's done very well in. He's got that old fire back, and maybe, you know, this is us getting the Okada we know and love uh, back coming into G one season. I mean G one and uh the uh Tokyo Dome season. Yeah, and what he said in his post match promo was really good. Even better probably is the press pressure he did after a match. Mm-hmm. Where it's like like if you gotta question yourself if you're in this business and you don't bring energy to the situation because if you ain't bringing energy, like why are you even in this business? Right, especially at this point in time for them where the crowds can't be vocal and they can't feed off the full, you know, emotions of the crowd. So, yeah, they definitely have to supply their own energy right now. Yeah, it's just like, and that's that you could take that across the board in life. If you come in with energy and passion for what you do, it's going to show out in your work versus you just, like, painted by numbers, like, always with low energy. You you're not gonna you only gonna get so far with that type of attitude. So you know. Right. So those were the first two nights of this year's G one tournament. Night three is gonna we're gonna go back to the A block as we're gonna have the alternating nights uh, from this point forth. So Yuji Nagana is gonna take the place of Naito, and uh, he's gonna face Tangaloa in the first matchup. Tangaloa is gonna automatically get the two points, but he's not gonna. Huh? When did they get that announcement? I'm looking at the official website right now. Oh, so that's something new. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm with my man Dion from SOS. I would want to see Hiromo take over that spot, but that's just we we some Lij people. So you gotta just take that in <laughs> take that in in consideration. So. The Great Okan and Yano are gonna face off. Uh, we're gonna have Kenta versus Yujiro. We're gonna have. Kota Ibushi versus Ishii in the semi-main and the main event is going to have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shingo Takagi uh, for the A Block Night 2 matchups for the A Block. Night 3 for the tournament overall. Uh, So those matchups are going to be very intriguing, especially that main event and semi-main event, especially looking forward to those two matches. Uh, So we'll be back. when there's another little lull in the in the matches, and we'll catch everybody up, try to keep it to two nights at a time that we'll review so I don't uh, wear my man Anwar Starwin out and I have to go to the bullpen and get my man Terry's boy uh, before we get to the finals. But uh, that may end up happening just because of timing and things like that. But looking forward to this year's G1. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, have been down on New Japan this year uh, just based on, you know, the pandemic stops and starts, the booking. 
and some of the other things that have been going on. But, you know, G1 comes around, they usually deliver, and I don't expect this to be any different. Yeah, yeah. Like, you saw what New Japan could be with that research or so. So, whenever shit open back up and they can be able to actually cheer a show, motherfuckers will be right back. So, you know. Right. That's 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 for Japan in general. So you know all this crazy talk and you just being prisoners a moment. Like we gonna see what's what, and y'all gonna have to take back some of these fucking bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Mister Starwin. At this time, I'm gonna give turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Shout out Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Madam Lizette. Shout out what sleep though. We know we know she ain't listening. Shout out to Jade because Jade is one of the aces of the network. Shout out Miss Siri for like representing in multiple wrestling shows last week. <laughs> Let's fucking go and shout out to Terry Warrior. Everybody else, much love to y'all too. Thank you to Mr. Anwar Starman for showing up and uh, giving me a little bit of his time tonight so we can talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Always enjoy. Uh, hearing his takes and uh, his commentary with color. Thank you to Terry's boy, Madame Lizette, Jupiter Julep, uh, Miss Jade to the Max, Miss Simi, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, everybody who joins us throughout the Twitter spaces uh, each and every week, multiple times a week. We definitely appreciate hearing your commentary with color. Uh, Miss Cammy D, Miss Anisi, Miss Laura Singh, all the members of the Glow, all the Wrestle Bays. Thank you guys for your support. Continue to continue to rate and review the podcast. Five stars. Uh, give a little. You know, two sentence comments on iTunes. Also, you can hear more content over on the Dark Match. You can hear pre and post show conversations as well as me and Miss Simi reviewing AEW Dynamite each and every week. That can only be found on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. So, for my co host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, cast, strong, strong style. style.